Cider Box is a subscription box that delivers hard-to-find American ciders. And listeners of XX Will Travel can receive free shipping on their first order by using the code XXWillTravel. This applies to the TriBox option, too. So go to ciderbox.com to find out more. C-I-D-R-B-O-X.com. Welcome to XX Will Travel, a podcast for independent women travelers. I'm Kathy Polkerbeck. And I'm Inez Bellina. And together we are XX, XX Will, Will Travel. Travel. So today we're kind of thrilled because I have a filmmaker in my closet. Um, <laughs> and her name is Sam Bailey. So Sam is a writer and filmmaker currently residing in Chicago, Illinois. And she's the creator of the Gotham-nominated web series, You're So Talented. She's the director and producer of the upcoming web series, Brown Girls. Recently, Sam was included on New City's Film 50 list. As a writer, she's worked on live-lit stages across the city, including The Paper Machete, Second Story, and Guts and Glory. You can find her on Twitter, at Sam Q. Bailey, and she's also on Facebook at facebook.com slash you're so talented and facebook.com slash brown girls web series and she has recently come back from filming a movie in ghana so welcome to the podcast sam mm-hmm. bailey Yay. thank you thanks for having me thank this you for coming closet yeah <laughs> <laughs> with all my winter coats <laughs> i'm just excited you agreed to come because i feel like i've been stalking you for a year saying no. please come to my podcast I'm real glad it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> you guys like planned so far in advance. It was like nice to be like, oh, okay, cool. Then I'm, I, I can come to this one. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Finally, someone who appreciates our advanced planning. I'm, <laughs> I'm a planner. Like I have to like, yeah, I have to, I, I, I like my calendar. Everything goes on my GCAL. Yeah. <laughs> me too. A lady after our own hearts. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about your film. Tell us what's going on with it. Um, So Rain Is Not Here is a short, a long short film (laughs) that I uh, shot in Ghana last November. And it follows like a black American's first trip to Africa and kind of uh, deconstructs all of her preconceived notions about uh, the continent and and the country of Ghana and the city of Accra. And yeah, and then kind of like just explores her experience there, um, juxtaposed with her experience back when she gets back to Chicago. I, like, had the idea for it. I had just wrapped the second season of You're So Talented, and I was following uh, this photographer, Francis Kokoroko, on Instagram, and he has, like, a... Instagram is, like, awesome. <laughs> it's an interesting, like, story. So um, he has a, a, a Instagram account called Studio Accra, and he takes all these photos of, like, just different types of people in Accra, but a lot of them are, like, young millennial artists there. And I remember seeing these, like, pictures of these amazing people and being like, oh, I don't ever see those depictions of yeah. Africans like that. And so I reached out to him a bunch, never heard back, and then I kind of, like, had an idea. I was like, I should just write a short film. Um, reached out to a friend who's Ghanaian, and he was like, yeah, I'm down for that. I'm back and forth all the time. I'll, like, produce it. And that was Senio Kwasi. Wow. Um, so, and, like, literally in, like, three months, we were there shooting, shooting the short. Um, yeah, so, like, yeah, a couple months later, we were there, um, and we, like, stayed in his aunt's, or maybe it was his mom's house. We had the entire, like, house. Um, it was only four of us on crew. 
um, was very bare bones. And then we ended up meeting, I ended up meeting the photographer and Ooh. he like took on set photos for us. Like it was really, it was really cool. It was a good time. So what's the reason you chose Ghana because of this photographer yeah. specifically? Yeah. Okay. So it was definitely um, like the Instagram account kind of inspired it. And then knowing Senyo and knowing that he was from like Ghana kind of just like uh, solidified that that should be it. Um, Cause it just, it became like it, it opened a door for us to, to be there. Right. So, yeah. Um, and how long were you there? We were there for 12 days. Wow. And we shot almost every day except the first day when we cast the movie. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> so these are Ghanaian actors then? Yeah. So everyone except the for the people in Chicago part of the um, film right. are Ghanaian. I, uh, one of them are, is actually Nigerian, but he lives in Ghana. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, everyone's Ghanaian there. And then there's like two, three actors that are Chicago-based. Wow. So it was like, it was compressed time for you, basically. Yeah. Like what helped was that Senyo um, was able to be here. He co- he does go back and forth between Ghana quite a bit. So he was able to like take some pictures and be like, maybe we could shoot here. And then I was like, kind of like Google mapping. I'm like, maybe we could shoot there. But like we didn't, it didn't, nothing like got solidified until we got there. So the first day we, um, cast like the main love interest um <laughs> location scouted a lot of stuff yeah it was very it was we didn't really hold auditions we just kind of met up with people at a mall and talked and see if they vibe wow yeah yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i was wondering how you managed to find all these actors but it seemed to be more sporadic or yeah it was sporadic yeah. it was super spontaneous and i think um like Senyo had some connections with people that were entertainers, people that worked for radio um, stations and stuff like that. And so he would just like pitch them the idea. And then when we actually, um, when we met one of the, the main actors that plays the love interest, we had a different guy in mind for him, but he was kind of like, so who do you have playing this guy that's going to be like the main character? And I was like, I don't know, you want to do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can do it. And he did. And it was really, it was really cool. The entire trip was kind of kind of spontaneous wow and it was the first time you left the country left the united states right yeah it's the first time i left the united states (laughs) Um, so it was a good excuse to go yeah Yeah, no kidding Yeah. yeah it was beautiful so what were some of the biggest challenges that you encountered while filming this it was very hot uh, obviously it's very so like like logistically like that was just a, re- it was a really hot thing but for me as as like an american i didn't want to seem like i was like infiltrating places and like like you know in chicago if i'm shooting i'm like oh can you tell them to sh- turn off the the refrigerator or something like that but i felt like even more careful about doing yeah. that in this other country because i didn't want to seem like we were taking advantage of, of anyone and everyone was like so hospitable and like open and and helpful that i didn't want to take it like i didn't want to like felt like i was like manipulating people or taking advantage of that in any way so i feel like that was a really a big thing that i was really um aware of the entire process but other than that like it was just i think we were tired because by the time like we yeah we kind of went it was just like no stop yeah. no stopping pretty much like we had a great time like it was a, it was super fun it was a lot of a lot of good fun moments but it was like 11 days of, of of shooting hardcore yeah did you have to secure permits or any sort of bureaucratic no thing? uh senio was like we just come like he was just the the fixer yeah. so he'd like pull up to some place and be in, and talk to them um in like different languages and then they'd let them go like let them do it so we never like really had to do any permits um we even shot in the airport 
we were able to like talk he was able to talk his way through that which was awesome it was perfect no kidding yeah this guy sounds amazing yeah, yeah. He's, he's an angel and we're like planning on working together a lot more yeah <laughs> but i also just want to ride with him internationally and see how he gets his way <laughs> yeah i think it's just like confidence i think he's yeah. like, super confident and he's a, a very charming man and i felt like he knew everyone like knew who he was mm-hmm. i don't know it's like really interesting in that way um but i i I've heard that other people who travel and shoot movies, you want to have like what they call like a fixer, someone who is like native to the land yeah. who can kind of navigate that that area. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And you just found yours <laughs> like in <laughs> yeah. Chicago. Yeah. I mean, he was um, he's a, he's also a storyteller. So I met him through Second Story, actually. And we've just became like friends and connected through it. So when him and I when I told him about the movie, I just m- more wanted to get ideas about what it was like to be in Ghana. I wasn't mm-hmm. really thinking that we'd actually go out there. And he was just such a kind of like, OK, let's get it done. Let's just do it. I'll see you in there in two months. Three months. That's so cool. Yeah. That's it's <laughs> meant to be, man. <laughs> so did you have any downtime to explore anything? Yeah, I mean, we had a little downtime, which I think we like partied. <laughs> more than like a crowd is like gets that like you can turn up and yeah. cry. like it was such a good time um but we like everywhere we hung out is also places that we shot so there was anything that we did that was uh, like touristy we went to the aburi mountains which is beautiful you could see like down into accra from there it's like much cooler up there mm-hmm. but we also shot there so it'd be like oh we were ha- like anything like d- downtime between shots is kind of how we hung out yeah um and then there was this bar called and actually, uh, <laughs> oh no, this is it's gonna come to me. But we yeah. shot almost everything at this bar, and we hung out there a lot and hit like karaoke and we chill out. And there's these group of the artists that I was talking about that I saw on Instagram. They have a studio like down the street from this bar, um, and we hung out there and kind of met them. And the last night we went to the beach, and it was like it was just a beautiful oh, nice. kind of experience. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What is a crawl like? It's like really busy so like the traffic is crazy there there's like almost like no traffic laws um there so like you just get in the car and it's like mm, pray yeah. <laughs> something's gonna happen um but it's really interesting to me how much of like develop things are developed next to things that have like not been finished yeah um so you'll see like a lot of like huge beautiful houses that are halfway done um and i and i think that's because people um who are from the states are sending money over mm. to like help build like these houses for their family and stuff but yeah, it was really interesting. I was I didn't know at all what to expect from getting off the plane, but I remember telling myself like, "Sam, you're going to get off this plane and it's going to be like all black people." Yeah. <laughs> and like what's that going to be like? And I got out and it was like the majority of like all like, the advertisements are black. All these yeah. things. It was, like very I don't know, it felt really like a really beautiful thing and I I didn't I never felt really uncomfortable or anything. Yeah. Like, I felt like I breathed different. Um, in Ghana than I do here a little bit, you know. Wow, like, how so? Like, explain yeah. that a little more. I, it's it's interesting because I feel like my existence as, like, a woman is always under the lens of, like, white supremacy or, like, white yeah. male su- uh, supremacy. And so I, I never quite feel comfortable in, like, my voice or my skin or anything like that. And then being in Africa, it was like, oh, I don't have to, like, prove my worth here these people look like me and sound like me and talk like me. I'm like, oh, that's what that's what that is. So yeah, <laughs> that's kind yeah. of confidence. <laughs> I understand why white guys walk around the way they do. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, this is what it feels like. Yeah, and it's and I've I've never felt more beautiful there either. Um, in a way that like 
came from like inside, but it like felt like I was just seeing people that looked like me and 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 people like loving themselves there in a really cool, yeah, um, interesting way. Did it get to the point where you almost forgot you were black? You know, if you, oh I don't, yeah, I mean, like where it just no longer weighed on you. I don't know if that's yeah, the right it word, didn't feel but, like a weight at all. If anything, yeah. like the weight was be, being American, right? Um, but like, yeah, no, I didn't feel like uh, I was like constantly checking in. Like I'm constantly aware of my blackness in, yeah. in, in Chicago, um, and I didn't feel like that was a thing. If if there was any like a hyper awareness, it was just like, man, look how beautiful we are. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, it's like I mean, everyone's here. Yeah, and everyone looks like you, and that, and that's like a really beautiful thing that I've never even growing up like in a black family and going to a black church. It was still under these like this got these guys of other eyes. And um, I was talking to this uh, Ghanaian woman when I got back who who lives in Chicago, but she's from Ghana, and she was saying, "Yeah, it's interesting to be around black people whose um, histories don't begin at slavery, right?" And I was yeah. like wow like that i think that was like it kind of like hit the nail on the head on that one because i was like oh yeah that does make sense like there's they come from like kings and queens and they and they know that and there's a history there that's very um thick that i think black americans kind of we miss out on mm-hmm. yeah that's really profound i never thought of it that way no me neither yeah is this something you explore in your film too yeah i mean you kind of explore the the like naivete that the girl has when she goes out there and she's dating or she's engaged to a white guy mm-hmm. in Chicago and she like it opens up kind of on this like dinner that they're having with their white friends and he's definitely giving her her space to like explore this before they get married but there's a little bit of like tension there um and so she goes with all these kind of like false ideas of how she's going to be like changed and going back to the motherland <laughs> and Evan's been African but me and then she gets there and there's like these people are just as human as you mm-hmm. are, and there's no, like, cracking into this, like, special egg of blackness or whatever there, and so she kind of discovers that and deals with her own, um, like, fucked up preconceived notions yeah. of, of identity. Um, yeah. Huh. That's really interesting, because I've seen certain, uh, well, within the Latino community, also the idea of going back to where your roots are from, and I think a lot of times they're expecting to feel fully comfortable in that culture and that they'll be embraced. And then what they end up getting a lot of the times is seeing that they're still seen as an outsider, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, they're, for example, if it's Mexico, it's like, oh, but you're like, you're American, Mm -hmm. you're not Mexican or like realizing that there's still things that they don't fully ascribe to or understand in their own culture. And I don't know, it's a topic that's always fascinated me, you know, this idea of what you do with with those roots in a sense and how you and how you what you identify home as right yeah it's really interesting and it was we were talking about uh because at some point they could talk about like what tribe they could tell what tribe you're from from like what you look like oh and so we were like sitting out having drinks i was like oh well what tribe do i look like they're like oh ashanti or this or whatever and they're like oh you look like an embassy kid (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i've never heard that used as an insult but i feel insulted <laughs> like I know exactly what you're saying when you say that. Yes, yes. Um, but like it was still like I still had like a really great time. But it yeah. did, you did feel like I was like, oh man, like there was a little bit of like wait, like I like bawled when I left, like the night before yeah. I left, like I like cried. So and I I don't know where that came. I'm not like really a crier like that, but it was like a, a guttural like ugly cry when I left because I did feel a connection there um, mm-hmm. that I wanted to like explore more. Yeah, yeah. So when are you going back? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we're going back in the spring. Um, 
I think it's going to be, like, late April to premiere the movie and do a couple, like, talkbacks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, Senio's, like, setting all that up, but... Um, with with his ways, yes. with his ways, always, always. He's a he's a fucking king. Yeah. Um, but we're we're really excited about going out, going back, and kind of uh, like seeing our friends. Like that's another. Like they became like friends with us. Yeah. Like the people at uh, the bar that I can't think of the name. Oh, it's killing me right now. Um, like I follow them on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are we're like down to hang out with them and see everybody, yeah. and uh, they're excited about it. Like we met a musician. Um, one night, who gave us all his music for the the movie? Like his soundtrack, is, or our soundtrack mm-hmm. is his like album, <gasps> and I, like that's the kind of stuff that was just happening organically there, which was really awesome. Wow! Yeah, yeah. We can also link to the bar that has no name for now. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your musician uh, yes. friend as well. Yeah, <laughs> so that people can get in on this awesome yeah Ghana action for sure. This episode is sponsored by Ciderbox. What's Ciderbox? <laughs> Ciderbox is a subscription service. They deliver hard-to-find American fine cider right to your door. Each month, they spotlight a single maker, they visit them at their orchard, they learn about how they make cider, and then they ship the bottles directly to your home. You can pick the size that works for you. Three bottles, a half case of six bottles, or a full case of 12 bottles. Now, Inez and I are both single ladies, so you'd think we'd pick the three. But let's be realistic. We need the 12. Right? Each bottle is 750 milliliters, which, in case you didn't know, is a full-size wine bottle. And the cool thing is that most of these ciders cannot be found outside their region. So if you want to learn more about cider and how Ciderbox can make your life better, (laughs) go to ciderbox.com. Note, there's no E in cider, just sparkly, fruity goodness. C-I-D-R-B-O-X dot com. I feel dumb asking you about food now. Because <laughs> 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 we still want to hear about it. I know. <laughs> the food's really good. I think it's like starchy and, and like um, there's a lot of uh, like soups and stuff. Like there's mm-hmm. a thing called like banku, which is like fermented corn ball, like that's shaped in balls, and you eat it with your hand. Um, and you eat it with like fried tilapia or something like that. And oh. it, like, there's like a spicy sauce or whatever you eat with that. Um, a lot of jollof rice. Um, which is, I think, like a West African thing, and I like people. I guess like there's like a fight over who makes better jollof rice, Nigerians or Ghanaians. Um, <laughs> I am not part of that fight. I don't know. <laughs> um, so a lot of rice. It was like, but we didn't even like a lot of plantains. I feel like we didn't eat a lot. Here's the thing that we did have. There was a drink called Atamunda, okay, um, which is supposed to be. I can't think of what the the translation is. Um, but it was like a weed-based drink. Ooh. <laughs> and it was like, we call it like a turn-up drink. <laughs> and it was like ginger, kind of. It was like, it was just like, yeah, it was like ginger-based and it had like a kick to it. Mm-hmm. But it tasted good. And you get it like on the side of the road. And like, there's like almost like a red light district type of thing. You go to like a shack and get in like a little plastic cup. This all appeals to me, by the way. Right? <laughs> wisdom power is like what? Okay. <laughs> what wisdom power? Wisdom power. Wisdom power. Yeah. And that was the drink. And we'd have that before we went out. And it was like, I felt like, I, I know we didn't sleep often. <laughs> and I was like, I felt like this drink was part of the reason why. <laughs> wisdom power. Where did you guys sleep? We slept in Senyo's aunt's other house. Okay. okay. So they had, like, 
they had a couple houses. So um, this house was being was being remodeled. Um, but it was like nice. It was like two or three floors, a lot of bedrooms, um, mm-hmm. a lot of helpers were help uh, were there. Not a lot or two, but everyone being like, I was like, this is fantastic. We didn't think we were gonna have a house. We didn't know where we were gonna stay. I mean, his, his mom was like, this is not nice. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, like it's nicer than my studio apartment in Lincoln Square. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great, and we. It, but it was super hot. Like the generators go off and on. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of blackouts that happen in the crowd. So they'd be like, we start in our bedrooms, and everyone would like slowly migrate to the living room and like sleep on the couch because <laughs> that was like the coolest place yeah. in the house. Yeah. So when you came back to the states, did you feel differently about the states too, like via V your experience in Ghana? I mean, I just felt like I felt like that the, the I felt like our ideas of Africa are super, super small. Yeah. Um, And so that, like, that made me feel different towards the states of, like, I was like, oh, man, you know, why aren't we talking about Africa like it's actually, like, a continent of many countries instead of, (laughs) like, this one, like, blanket state of thing, you know? Um, And so, like, I felt, like, kind of, like, a negative reaction towards that. Um, More so, I just thought that it made my world, like, like bigger. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt like my, like, connections are so much look larger now um because i was able to like go to another country and 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 make friends and create something i think creating something in a different countries is a really yeah. cool thing yeah um because now i feel like i have roots there in a certain way so yeah it just like expanded my my mind to that yeah because i'm a chicago girl and it's uh it's easy to like stay here and be here and create here and then that's your world yeah um, so i'm trying to like bust through that a little bit mm-hmm. yeah well kathy studied abroad in tanzania it was zimbabwe zimbabwe sorry. Nice. it was my first time leaving the country too oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. so and i don't know why i did it but i did and i agree with you like I, when i came back you know how you go to school and there's like the, the white woman who's like, we need to learn more about Africa. That was me. For like, <laughs> and, and I like kind of agree with you how we all think of it as going to Africa instead of yeah. like going to Burundi yeah. or going to yeah. South Africa, you know. I just think it's so underrated as a place. Like, oh my God. I was like, this is, if this is like vacation, I mean, we worked, but I'm like, I had a fantastic time like, yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. Like, I'm like this should be I mean I don't want well yeah it was like a vacation place you know such a good time like a lot of great art a lot, like all the bars are like out in the streets kind of mm-hmm. um, like like smaller buildings and then all the patio it's like all patio seating and I was like this is fucking awesome like yeah, yeah. it's kind of like you want to keep it a secret <laughs> yeah I kind of felt like that yeah you kind of do but then also I'm like I want them you know get the shine they deserve to. exactly yeah. exactly yeah i've only been to zimbabwe and um south africa back in the day but um it was interesting ours was the last class to go before um they canceled the program because it was after after robert mugabe who's the dictator of zimbabwe mm-hmm. authorized the the black veterans of the revolutionary war to take back the prop- mm. the farms from the white settlers mm. so it was fraught with tension yeah um but it was interesting like i was in a class with three guys and i think <laughs> 20 women <laughs> and um half of us were white women and half of us were black women and just like the experiences are so different. Like I can't even imagine what they were experiencing. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. I learned a lot. 
Yeah, I think so. I want to go back more. And I want to go, like, I want to go to Togo. I want to go, I want to yeah. go to Nigeria. I want to go to, like, Senegal. I want to go to, like, other different places. My sister goes, um, actually a lot to different countries in Africa. Um, and her goal is, like, go to everyone before she yeah. passes. Before she passes. <laughs> yeah. Before she dies. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I would love to, like, create, continue creating stuff in different countries over there. Yeah. If, if I like them. Well, Nigeria has a huge film the industry. Yeah, Nollywood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. It's really cool. We were going to, if we weren't able to take our um, DP and sound guy with us, we were going to, like, hook up with some, I guess, Nigerian filmmakers yeah. to, to be crew on that. But we were able to pull it. Well, Senio was able to pull it off. <laughs> I kind of don't believe he exists. Like, he just asked me to be true. Yeah. I tell him about this. <laughs> Did you get a lot of warnings before you went? Like, it's going to be too dangerous. Don't go. No, um... People did say be careful, but I was just like, I don't know what you're telling me to be careful about. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing going on in uh, in Accra at yeah. least, right. <laughs> so, right. um, or not that I would know of. And I, I mean, I was with like Senio has become like a almost like a big brother to me. So like there were times I was like, I'm gonna go off with this friend that I've met, and he's like, you're cool, like as long as you have your cell phone on you, like, yeah, like, yeah. like that's, you know. So I never felt unsafe at all there. Um, you had like there was a lot of uh, shots that I got. So I don't know how you guys feel when you travel. That was the first time I had went through that whole, like, process. Yeah. Um, and they make you look at these, like, uh, passport clinics. They make you watch this video about all these shots that you need to get or whatever. Oh. But you only need the yellow fever one to get into Ghana. Oh. Um, but because this video that you watch, like, scares the shit out of you, <laughs> I went and got, like, most of them, which cost so much money, which made me think that, like, traveling is specifically meant for privileged people. I feel like they're trying to scare, like, regular people who don't have money yeah. off from traveling. Yeah. Because, like, that's, like, uh, after you spend money for a ticket, after you spend money for all that, like, that's another almost $1,000 yeah. for shots. Yeah. That you may or may not get reimbursed depending on your insurance. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, yeah. fucking ridiculous to me. So I got, like, a lot of those shots, but what I got, and I got bit by mosquitoes, and I was fine. Right? <laughs> and I was good. Yeah, I'm, like, totally fine. I was able to drink the water, brush my teeth, like, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen the video, the no. immunization video. Oh, oh, yeah, it was, like, ridiculous. It was, like, if this happens, then you going to have this, and you get a rabies shot, and did it. I'm, like, are we really going to be in a place where I'm going to get bit by, like, a coyote? <laughs> and the answer was no, no, not at all, except maybe in the mountains that we were at, but we were only there for a day. I don't know. I mean, I, I travel with my Peruvian passport, and a lot of times, like, Peruvians need to get shots before they're allowed in countries. What? Oh, wow. Which just goes to your theory as to, you know, who is allowed to move to around travel. and yeah. who isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for example, just this last time that I went to Costa Rica, they saw my Peruvian passport and asked if I had my yellow fever card. And I was like, um, no. And they're like, where do you live? The U.S. And it's like, well, do you have your green card? And I did. So I showed them and they're like, oh, that's fine then. You can go in. So because with, if you're a green card holder and you're coming from the U.S., that's fine. But oh, if you're just a regular Peruvian, you huh. need a shot for yellow. So the green yes. card canceled out the yellow card. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but then also like how long they like the woman that was telling us like how long the um the vaccinations like last they're like oh if you like it used to be yearly she's like, but they're gonna change that to um like every three years now i was like i was like some of this doesn't sound right like, right some yeah. of it just like feels like a ploy to spend a lot of money but i got them all because i'm a 
Pussies. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're protected yeah, for, now we're protected. for three yeah. years. And I don't least. have to worry about, yeah, the yellow fever. <laughs> I don't have to worry about an issue going back to Madonna, so that's good. Did you take malaria meds while we you were there? We did take malaria meds, and, like, for the most part, everyone was good. I think some person got, like, some, like, feet swelling. But oh, I was actually yeah. really... I was really lucky. I didn't, nothing happened to me. I didn't have any reactions, like negative reactions to anything. Oh, so you didn't have any like trippy dreams or anything? No, I wish. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah I know. No. Maybe from drinking that drink, but that. <laughs> yeah, wisdom power sounds like something that would give you trippy dreams. I know. <laughs> Try it no. if you ever go. Yeah. Maybe, maybe um, you need to import that next time. Like, yeah. get the recipe. <laughs> We're trying to. We're trying to. That'd be also, like the um, what's that dark beer that like an Irish dark beer? That, like a Guinness? Yeah, so yeah. They, like Guinness International is a different type of Guinness, and that's like delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like so I had that all the time, and, I, and they never believe you that you wanted it. Like I think as a woman, they're like, you don't want this. And I'm like, I one, I'm like, I drink beer at home, and two, I want the fucking beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, so many of the drinks aren't like cock. I mean, they're cocktails, but they're they're not like hard liquor. Yeah, um, they're like. Um, liqueurs almost um, and then mixed with something so that was like a lot of their drinks a lot of tropical drinks and so. Oh. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. so have you finished editing the film um we are in the so we're in the, the process, process of right? um almost done now it's like going through like notes back and forth okay um so that should be done anytime soon though do you feel at all the burden of how you're gonna represent ghana or it's not really in your mind i feel i was thinking about this today I'm like, because I'm in it, I kind of taken a little step back from the editing process. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, so I'll see like the the last problem, the last like incarnation of it. Uh, I'm worried that that like it looks like I look too stupid. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you know, yeah. like so. I was like, I'm like, I hope people know that like the girl, like like Ghana is dope. Like the girl is going through like right. this thing, you know. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I want to make sure that like God, I, but I think like Ghana represents itself amazingly uh-huh. i don't have to worry about that but i just want to make sure the story like people understand the story of that like which is like people are complex and they're in yeah. it makes sense that you'd be confused about certain things and like allowing her to kind of figure that out through the 20 minutes of um heart of, of this like you know this look into her story um so i'm like i'm not worried about that but it is like in the back of my head of like oh i hope they get the story yeah know? um because to a certain degree, it's also out of your control. Right. Once yeah, it's, it's completely. Yeah, of course, it's completely out of my control. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get like you. You. I don't want to do a story about Africa that's dumb. Yeah. Right. I don't want to do a story about like that shows like you know black people at all that that's like not genuine or anything like that. So I, I want to make like that is something that I'm like hyper aware of in it and everything that I do. Yeah. Yeah. Are you planning to submit it to film festivals? I think that's the well. You know, I, I, we may not be doing film festivals. I think we we're just gonna release it online. Oh, so yeah. So a crowd will get like the world premieres, and then we'll. I think we're just gonna release it online come like April May. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. Seriously, is there gonna be a premiere party? Probably most, probably most definitely. Senio's our executive producer, so. It's going to be amazing. And yeah. will there be wisdom power? There will probably be lots of wisdom power. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you have been traveling to film festivals this year, right? Yeah, so this year and last year probably, it's so weird. I feel like I've been doing Years of Talented for a long time, but we premiered uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we premiered at Tribeca. Oh. So we were like, in New York for that. Um, 
which was awesome because I last time I was in New York, I lived there for like six months, and it was the most ridiculous, like um, almost like cinematic experience. Like all of, I lived in Bushwick, all my <laughs> shit got stolen. Oh. I worked for like a horrible person on the Upper East Side. Like it was like very funny yeah. from the outside. Uh, right. so, so being there and like going to like represent this this film this series that i was like had already won the award for it was really cool yeah like, stayed in manhattan it was like really great yeah um, and then when i was back there for we went to back to new york right after ghana for the gotham awards um, which was amazing and then i was in i just got back from new orleans mm-hmm. um for the new orleans film festival and that city is like I don't know if I want to live there. Like, I'm, like, I'm pretty much, like, a Chicago person at heart. But if there was another city for me yeah. to live in, New Orleans, like, feels like that way. You know, Ooh. just the food's good. The the people are chill. It feels like it's a little bit of a standalone place in Louisiana. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I had that feeling, too, when I went there. Then maybe not for ever. But I could do a couple of years in the Big Easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I loved it. And then from, so before that, I had just gotten back from Ashland, Oregon. I was at the Asian American, like, theater festival mm-hmm. um, at uh, at Oregon Shakes. I, I don't know, have you guys been to Oregon? I haven't. I have been to Portland. Okay, I've never <laughs> been to, I think, we didn't even fly into Portland. I hated Ashland. Like, it was oh. like, yeah, I've never, like, had such a strong visceral reaction to a place. Like, it was very <laughs> difficult for me to like, be there. It was extremely white. And, like, extremely, like, expensive. I don't know. I was just, like, I need to get out of here. I was, like, I felt unsafe oh, at wow. times. Yeah, like, and I had just spent time in the South. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> I felt unsafe in Ashland. Um, so I probably won't be going there again. And then I've been in California. Yeah. <laughs> What's even in Ashland besides the Shakespeare Festival? It's, all, it's the Oregon Shakespeare Theater, which is actually, like, a really nice haven for people. But, like, I think it's one of those places that are, like, super super like white liberal and so they think they're not not the, the-, the theater but like the people that yeah. live there think that they're like super uh progressive and they're they're really not there's like a lot of just issues going on because you know they have to hire actors of color to be in these shows like yeah. the Wiz or whatever and i guess there's just like a big um, like disconnect between maybe what they think they believe and what they actually believe which i felt viscerally while yeah. i was there that's interesting because i had that same reaction with seattle Mm. which is a city that on paper I should have loved. Yeah. But there was a weird tension there where I'm like, I think everyone around here votes the way I want them to vote, but do not want to interact with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's a weird feeling. It's yeah. weird. Like, you know, it's interesting to go from like completely feeling like comfortable in my skin. To right. Like, I, and then in some place like Ashland, I was like, <laughs> oh, what is, what is that? I don't know. I, um, I don't know. I didn't like that feeling. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so you have several projects coming up. Mm-hmm. Tell us about them. <laughs> um, so Brown Girls premieres the week of February 13th, which I'm really excited about that. And then I'm working on two, two features. One is the one that I'm is like adapting from a play that I wrote last year that's like it's kind of like today. It's like a couple locked in their house, um, stuck in their house during snowpocalypse. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that. That's going to be probably not until winter of next year. But I'm working on a a feature about a failed 1960s um, record label in Chicago that we're going to shoot in April. Um, that I'm like really, really excited about. It's going to be it's going to be a really cool project. Um, and then I'm like working on the pilot. Like all of my stuff, I think is, is Chicago based, just because yeah. I. I love the city so much, and I don't think that it gets enough 
representations, you know? I'm like, I don't think there needs to be a representation of Chicago. I just think there needs to be more. Right. Um, and so, like, even like even the Ghanaian film is set, like, it starts and ends in Chicago. And then, she, the, but, the you know, the crux of it is in Ghana. I just like adding to that, to that conversation of what Chicago is and who inhabits it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm working on. Yeah. I'll be in um, Mill Valley, California, like, which is right outside of San Francisco, mm-hmm. writing the, the feature that I'm working on. That sounds <laughs> I hope you're there during the winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go out there January 6th, then we'll be out there for a little bit. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. But, you know, I was thinking I was going to escape the winter anyway, but apparently not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> We're suffering through the first snowfall here in Chicago. Right. <laughs> well, this all sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. It's very inspiring. Like, to see someone do so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's really inspiring. Yeah. And I definitely want to go to Ghana now. It's... Go. Yeah. Go. It's I so mean, beautiful. it's... Accra's on the beach, too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I felt like... I mean, I don't know if I was drunk, but it felt like while we were out there that it was, like, black and... Like, it looked like a grayscale while we were out there. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the sky felt like that. It was really... It was just really beautiful. Yeah, and it's it's a really stable, prosperous place, you know. Birthplace yeah. of Pan-Africanism, mm-hmm. yeah. lots of good stuff. Yeah, I think if you don't know, like, follow Studio Accra on, on Instagram and then kind of see that I think he does a really good job of kind of, like, sh- opening up um, what Accra looks like and what Ghana looks yeah. like um, to people if you don't have any, like, entryway, which I did not, yeah. have, you know, before that. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Ghana has lots of ties in the US with the US too, just historically because of huh, slavery. Um but then like Kwame Nkrumah studied mm. in the US and Webb Dubois like mm. lived in Ghana yeah. and Yeah, so there's been a lot of information exchanged back and forth, I think. If you yeah. look for it. Yeah. I don't definitely. think it's publicized a lot, but if you look for it, you'll find it's it. There. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, um, that about wraps it up. So if you would like to see more of XX Will Travel, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, subscribe to our newsletter, um, subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a nice review. And um, that's about it. That's it. So go forth and travel. Hey, ladies, have you always wanted to travel the world but don't have a travel buddy? Girl Squad Tours is an international travel company for women, specializing in small female-only group tours across the globe. They offer flexible payment plans, exciting itineraries, knowledgeable squad leaders, and so much more. Join them in April for 10 days in London and Paris, or in June for 11 days in Ireland and Scotland. Visit girlsquadtours.com to reserve your spot today and use code GSTWILLTRAVEL to receive $200 off any payment plan option.